I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. We worship at Island Creek Elementary School, 7855 Morning View Lane, every Sunday at 10 a.m. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. Welcome to uh, Kingstown Communion online. Uh, we apologize. Uh, we actually we have nothing to apologize for. Truthfully, <laughs> we're just running against the wind. <laughs> nothing we can control. Nothing we can control. So, um, if you are joining us online today and you're kind of wondering why we're in a living room and it's Sunday morning, uh, we ha- are not allowed into Island Creek Elementary School because of power outages across Fairfax County. And you know when it. It may not actually apply to, I don't think it actually applies at all to Island Creek, but uh, it applies to us because it applies to the whole. And so um, people all over who are worshiping in elementary schools, we're not just the only ones, people all over worshiping in elementary schools or in middle schools or in high schools across Fairfax County are not worshiping today in their buildings. So um, cheers to that. We're glad that you are with us and um, we're glad that you have gathered for worship. Would you um, prepare your hearts for our call to worship today? God of the past, accept the people that we have been and the baggage we drag behind us. God of the present, accept the people we are now and the light that lies within us. God of the future, accept the people we could be and by your spirit transform us. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Let us pray. God, in the blazing light of your love, our failings are illuminated. Our failure to give, our failure to love, our failure to follow, our failure to serve, our failure to be the people you would have us be. Forgive us and renew us. Enfold us in your arms today, God, that we might daily know your forgiveness and healing love. Hear the good news today. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness. That is from Psalm 103. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. We have seen the light. We're going to sing Blessed Be Your Name. That's a song that many of you know. Uh, And so join in on the chorus if you don't know the verses um, and participate as you can. Be your 
for joy and laughing. There's a season for, um, for humbling ourselves before you, God, and taking a look at who we are, examining our hearts, confessing our sin before you, God. And so in this season of Lent, this third week, where we, um, apparently it's also a season for not gathering <laughs> at your, at your building <laughs> that, that you have consecrated for us, but we gather now, God, to turn our hearts to you, to turn our hearts and our minds and our souls to you, that we might be peop the people that you would have us be, uh, that our, our sin would be washed away. God, we look toward your cross and towards your empty tomb, and we know we're not ready for it yet. We know that we are on this journey and that it's this work that you're doing in us that will lead us there. We submit to you, God as we wander together, as we wander towards revival together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Um, well, so pass the pe- I'm passing the peace of Christ to you. Um, I don't know if you know it, but uh, um, peace be with you this morning. And um, offer if you are with other people around you right now. Um, if you are worshiping as an entire family, I invite you to pass the peace of Christ with, with those around you as well. Give them a hug. Um, Brett, peace of Christ to you. Peace of Christ. Peace of Christ to my father-in-law who just walked downstairs. <laughs> You're welcome to join us, by the way. Um, so we will turn to our scripture reading for today, which is in Psalm 85. And so hear now the word of the Lord. The Lord showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, God, our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his peoples and his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. God. So there's this thing that happens on my cell phone. Maybe maybe it happens on your cell phone too. It might happen on your cell phone. Um, On a normal day of the week, on a normal work day for me, which you know is not super normal as is because I I don't actually have an office to go to, but on a normal work day, I, I get in my car and I turn on the ignition and immediately this message pops up on my phone and it'll say, Something like six minutes to Morning View Lane, which is where Island Creek Elementary School is. And it didn't say that this morning because I'm here. Or perhaps I'm on a normal day of the week. I'll get in my car and I'll turn it on and the message will pop up and it'll say 22 minutes to Collingwood Road, which is where Aldersgate Church is. And I'm there every Tuesday, sometimes more than that in a week. Or even sometimes, actually, most often, I get in my car, turn on the engine, and the message pops up and says, seven minutes to Kingtown Town Center Panera, which is always a sign from, that it's time for me to have, you know, my, uh, my cup of coffee that day and my favorite um, Danish from Panera. It's like, it's like my phone just figures out where I'm going and tries to be helpful in getting me there. And every time it happens, I'm, um, I'm both grateful and I'm disappointed by it. Because I mean, I'm so predictable, right? If, if I drew a line connecting where I go every day, it would likely look like a very small circle. I go, I go home and I go to Panera and then perhaps to Wegmans and then over to Pete's and then back to Panera and, and then home. Or I go to Panera and then I go to Aldersgate and then I go back to Panera and then I go home. <laughs> or or I just go from home to Island Creek back home. It's this beautiful, predictable bubble that I live in. Max Hawkins and I have that in common. 
or we used to at least, a couple of years ago, Max was a guy living in San Francisco working at Google and every day he would wake up and have his fancy cup of coffee and then he would make his way to work on his eco-friendly bike and every day he would eat lunch at Google, which I discovered there are four types of kale at Google and every day he would sit down to his plate of kale and every night he would come home and he'd go to a local bar with his friends, he'd eat dinner, hang out, and then he would go to bed and wake up the ne next morning, drink the coffee, ride the bike, eat the kale, wake up, coffee, bike, kale, over and over and over again. And the habits became so ingrained, the pattern became so worn in his life. It was like this track he, he couldn't exit. He couldn't find a way off. And, and Max realized that he was living in this bubble, this beautiful, predictable bubble. And the more his eyes were opened, the more he thought about it. Max's beautiful bubble didn't seem so beautiful anymore to him because he realized it was preventing him from going places outside of his bubble, from meeting people outside of his bubble. This beautiful, predictable bubble began to feel like a prison to him. And then Max remembered this feature on Facebook called the graph search. For most people, Facebook's graph search um, wouldn't leap to mind <laughs> as an instrument of freedom, but Max wasn't most people. He was an engineer at Google, of course, and so what the graph feature does is it identifies all of these public events in your area that are listed on Facebook, just, just those normal events that people want the folks in their community to know about. And so these are your neighborhood action groups. These are your elementary school holiday concerts and your church chili cook-offs and your beer yoga seminars over at the local brewery. And, and Max realized that if, if he wanted to get out of his bubble, he could sample that list randomly, perhaps. And, and so he built an app, an app that identifies all of those random Facebook events in and around San Francisco. And this app would randomly choose one for him to attend. And the great thing about the app was that it did not discriminate. It, it never said to Max, hey, hey Max, you're, you're going to go to an event where you're going to be the only white person in the room. The app never said to Max, hey, everybody in that room when you get there is going to have been a, a Trump supporter. Oh, like, or everybody in that room when you get there voted for Hillary. The app didn't say, Max, there will be no kinds of kale at this event. <laughs> it just sent Max all over the place to different events in and around San Francisco, like community centers and pancake breakfasts and open houses and networking events and salsa dancing and, and even to an apartment building where a group of young Russian professionals were having a party and then they just let him in and they gave him a white Russian and said, have fun. And, and instead of, of flying home to his family on Christmas, Max even let the app choose where he was going to have Christmas dinner that day. He baked a pie and hopped in his car and he let Facebook just do the magic for him. And he and a friend ended up in Fresno at the home of Karina, who opened the door and naturally said, who, who are you? And Max explained who he was and what he was doing. And Karina was like, eh? Come on in. And so Max spent five or six hours just singing carols and eating a meal with people that he didn't know. And there's even this video of him doing this. Everyone's playing and singing together. And if you didn't know, you would have never guessed that Max was a complete stranger to them.
everyone looks pretty home together. And on Max's face, you might say that there's this look of like liberation, this look of being revived. Max found freedom in the wondering, all the wondering that Facebook took him on. He, he, had, he had wondered to his own kind of revival. I wish, I wish I could wander to revival in my predictability, in, my, in the mundanity of life. I wish I could wander to revival by moving from home to Panera, to Aldersgate, back to Panera, back home. And I wish my predictability could, could quench my thirst, could restore my soul, could refresh my spirit. I wish my predictability could lead me to my own kind of revival. This, and this is why the Psalms unsettle me. This is why the Psalms make me really nervous. You can't read the Psalms, you can't pray the Psalms for too long without beginning to cultivate this heart for wandering and meandering, for taking your time and venturing off the predictable path. I mean, you open up the Psalms and, and we kind of want this I-85 express lane to the right place, the right path to God, but... You open up one of the Psalms and it just sort of wanders and it, and it wanders with an A, not an O, wanders. And you think you know where, where it's going and then it turns back and it goes another direction and you're sitting, all of a sudden sitting at some Russian lady's table with a white Russian in hand. And, and the Psalmist seems intent on taking you to places you've never been before. The Psalmist seems intent to wander. In one verse, the psalmist will say something like this, Lord, your creation is splendid and beautiful and you know every hair on my head. And then in the very next verse, it's like, I hate my enemies. Won't you dash their heads against the rocks, God? And you think, what does this all mean? Like our psalm this morning in Psalm 85, Lord, you showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. That, that's a very specific promise. You restored Jacob, the land of Israel. It sounds pretty celebratory. And then a few verses down, verse 5, Will you be angry with us forever, God? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Well, has, has God restored us? Or is God angry with us? I'm feeling a bit lost here. Verse 8, Let me hear what God will speak, for the Lord will speak peace to his people, to his faithful ones, to those who turned their hearts towards the Lord. Okay, I think I'm picking up here where the psalmist is going. If you're faithful, then God's got a good thing for you. If you are the one of those faithful few, you're good. And everybody else presumably is left out of that, right? So my job is now to be faithful. But then you go down to verse 11. And it's like faithfulness is just springing up all over the world. It says faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will come down from the skies. Suddenly it goes from you got to be faithful to now like being wrapped up in this cosmic move of God where everyone is in, in within God's faithfulness. And then we're lost again. Welcome to praying the Psalms. Just when you think you know where you're going, just when you, you've settled into your predictable bubble and the, the Psalmist does this kind of switcheroo on you. Just when you're when you're sitting down to kale for the fourth time that week, <laughs> the psalmist like smiles and hands you a white Russian all of a sudden, which is, is probably good news for us, for any of us who struggle, struggle at being real and vulnerable, for any of us who struggle with sharing honestly with God and each other, how we have undergone God in our lives, where we're winding and 
where we're meandering and where we're wandering, it's probably good news for us because when we look at our stories, they're not necessarily discernible, right? We've, we've wandered aimlessly, we've been redirected, we've turned away, we've turned back, we've taken three steps forward with God and then taken four steps back again. It's like the psalmist, many of us can't even piece together our stories well enough and we've wandered and we were one, our wandering has led us to just confusion about God and where we fit into God's story and where God fits into our story. The fact that the Psalms seem to be to just kind of run off the page, they seem to wander and meander. The fact that they're not predictable should be good news for us because if you're anything like me, your prayer life looks like this. You sit down to focus on God and your mind just kind of wanders. It meanders and you intended to, to, to pray for <laughs> those refugees and all of a sudden you're making your grocery list in your head. Perhaps, just perhaps, our wondering, our confusion, our inability to piece together our stories in just the right way, our inability to find God in every little crevice of our life, or our conflicting understandings even of how God works, perhaps it's not a sign of our lack of faith or our lack of spiritual depth, lack of maturity. Perhaps, perhaps they're a sign of our freedom in God to just wander. That it's not in the rigidity and the predictability that we find and begin to know God. But it's in, it's in the wandering, like the psalmist. It's in when we admit, like, like Brett last Sunday, that I don't, I've, I've been on what you would call the predictable path. And yet I still don't know really who God is. I'm still wandering and trying to figure it out. It's, it's like Karina opening the door to Max and going, eh, let's see how this goes. Today, as we reflect on the Psalms, we would have had a testimony today, which you will hear next week um, from Melissa. And I really, I really hope um, that you will join us next Sunday for worship when we will return to our Bluegrass Sunday and we will return to business as usual um, at church to our predictable path. <laughs> but today we're gonna kind of sit in the the wondering. Today we're wondering a bit as a church. And um, as we sit in the wondering, I invite you into to prayer with me and prayer for, for the Kingstown Communion. We would have celebrated the Kingstown Communion's fourth birthday. I guess we're still celebrating it. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> we're still celebrating it, just not with cake and, you know, bluegrass music. But I, the the journey of Kingstown has been this kind of wandering. It has not been a straight path. It has not been a predictable path. Um, it's been this wandering towards revival. And in that confusion, there is so easily a way for us to say, God, maybe this church was never meant to happen. Maybe, maybe this is just too hard. Maybe all of these signs along the way that keep tripping us up um, are signs that, that this thing is, is not going to work. Or maybe... Maybe um, they're like God's handing us a white Russian and saying, join the party. Would you pray with me? God, getting out of our predictable bubbles requires risk. And risk is hard and risk, risk is really easy to avoid. And so we confess, God, that even for this church, we long for it to gain some predictability. There, there are places inside of us that long 
to have a building one day where we won't be kicked out of an elementary school on a Sunday morning. There are places inside of us that long to have a consistent um, crew of people that show up every single Sunday. And we long for the predictability of financial security and all of those things. And then you remind us in the Psalms that it's, it's in the wandering, it's in the meandering that we, that we meet you. There's so much, such, such a richness in lack of predictability. There's a, because it's an opportunity to turn towards you and to put our trust in you and to know that we do not have control. And that is scary. That is scary, God, when we don't have control. There are people in our church and in our lives and in your world who can't bear not having control right now. Relationships are falling apart around them. They are out of a job. They're losing a loved one or they're in such a deep depression or deep in anxiety or deep in grief and they don't they don't know how to control it. They don't know what to do. And so God, we lift those people up to you and we we honor we honor their wandering. We honor their their lack of having it all together because we know that that's where they will most profoundly submit to your will and your way for their lives. God, thank you for making this sermon today a living thing for this opportunity to worship in our homes rather than in a building. I couldn't have anticipated a day of no predictability <laughs> like this week has offered. <laughs> and that, and I laugh, God, because that's who you are. And so we give ourselves over to you and we ask that you would move us and shake us and make us uncomfortable so that we don't ever get comfy and cozy in our own predictable bubbles. We join in that prayer that you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Hear the good news today before we um, exit and, uh, and go on with our days. Uh, the good news is that God meets you in the wandering. And so if you are wondering right now, I wonder if you are. I wonder if you feel like you are, you wish you could nail down life right now. You wish you could pinpoint what's happening. You wish you could understand what God's doing and you can't. I wonder for you if you are wondering. And if you are, that's exactly where God is. In the name of the Father and in the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing together our theme song for the series.
been lovely to worship with you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Uh, and join us next week. Join us next week. Don't forget Bluegrass Worship, Island Creek Elementary School. And um, be on the lookout this week for all of our Easter and Holy Week events. They will be on Facebook, ready for you to RSVP and share with your friends. Peace be with you.